going to help us. We're going to die out here. And poor Moses, putting up with all that complaining, no wonder he said, God, I don't like my job description. I want to quit. I'm not into being railed upon and yelled at by all of these obstinate people. And now it's 40 years later. Moses has walked with God through thick and through thin. And he's about to die. These are the last words of Moses. He dies on Mount Nebo overlooking the promised land. Never gets to go into it, only gets to see it. And you're going to see tonight as he sort of begs and try to, tries to bargain with God to go in, but he doesn't make it. Um, I want to mention that the law of Moses is good. I say that because so often we emphasize the fact that we cannot ever be saved by the law, but by grace. The scripture bears that out quite often. We're saved only by grace, not by law. Yet, it says in Romans 7 that the law is holy, just, and good if a man use it righteously. You see, the problem was never the law. The problem was with the people's inability to keep the law. The people told Moses, go to the mountain, Moses, and hear all that God tells you, and we will do it. And God responded, oh, that my people had a heart within them to obey me. They couldn't keep the law. The failure is not with the law, but with us. That is why we must be saved by grace and not the law, because we're unable to keep all of God's law. So he bestows a new covenant, a new testament, which simply means a new deal based upon God's righteousness. Now, one final thing before we hop in. The last section of Deuteronomy that describes Moses' final words in death were written by Joshua, not Moses. Joshua was Moses' successor. Joshua is sort of prepared by Moses, encouraged by Moses to take over. And originally, the scrolls of the Old Testament the book of Joshua was on the same scroll as the book of Deuteronomy so that it was a hexateuch instead of a pentateuch. Pentateuch meaning five books. There were six. And so they divided them and the last portion of Deuteronomy they kept on describing the life of Moses though it was actually a part of the book of Joshua. So, verse 1. These are the words which Moses spoke to all of Israel on this side of the Jordan in the wilderness in the plain opposite Suf between Paran, Tophel, Lavan, Hatzarot, and Ditzahav. That's the Hebrew pronunciation. It is 11 days' journey from Horeb by way of Mount Seir to Kadesh Barnea. Now, get the picture that they're on top of a mountain looking down in elevation over the promised land. From Mount Nebo, you can look into Israel. From the other side of the Jordan, you can see Jerusalem on a clear day. You can see the Jordan Rift Valley as it goes up. Today, it's deserty, it's desolate, it's simply a wilderness. When Moses saw it, it was green and verdant and beautiful. Over the past, you know, 3,000 years, 3,500 years, it's obviously changed. It's become a great wasteland in that area. But when Moses looked at it, it was quite beautiful. But it says, it's 11 days' journey from Horab, which is Mount Sinai, by the way to Mount Seir, to Kadesh Barnea, which is the place they're standing at Mount Nebo, looking into the land. Now it came to pass... In the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to the, that the Lord had given him commandments to them. This, to me, is one of the saddest verses in all of the Bible. Verse 2 and 3. It's eleven days' journey 
from Mount Horeb, or Mount Sinai, to Kadesh Barnea, in the 40th year, Moses spoke these words. It should have taken them 11 days. It took them 40 years. Oh, what a sad tragedy that is. They could have gotten there in 11 days, and it took 40 years because their marching turned into wandering, because of disbelief and unbelief. Slowing down their progress it took them 40 years. I'll tell you, unbelief can slow our walks down with God so much. Really can. And the sin of the people was that of unbelief. For it says in the Psalms, an exhortation to us about tempting God in the wilderness as our fathers, it says that the children of Israel tempted the Holy One of Israel because of unbelief. Hebrews 4 and the end of chapter 3 is totally dedicated to the fact that the children of Israel...